Hello, thank you for joining me. This is Ernestine Lyons, host of Quick to Politic, the podcast, the social commentary show that explores topics ranging from social justice to history, economics, small business, and of course, local and national politics. Thank you for joining me. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Quick to Politic. And we're going to do a different format this time. Um, I wanted to read a blog post that I wrote circa um, 2018. And I'm just going to get right into it. Um, It's entitled Turning a They into an Us. And, you know, just getting right to it. Uh, I start off saying that, you know, although my blog is about being a global citizen, traveling and learning, um, because, you know, I I start saying all of this because um, my blog back then was more about foreign language learning and a lot of the global content. Um, But this was a little bit more political. And so um, I just I just kind of wanted to give that caveat. So although my blog is about being a global citizen and traveling and learning foreign languages, the issue of race comes up from time to time. Actually, it informs all my interactions. Who am I kidding? I always think in terms of ethnicity and culture. Don't we all to an extent? Even if we unknowingly or subconsciously do it, I think it makes a big difference to me. If I have a strange interaction and with someone or I'm in a situation where things become awkward or hostile, I often wonder if my ethnicity had anything to do with it. Our identity is informed by the groups we belong to. Where we grew up, our socioeconomic status, values, and beliefs. There will always be differences in perceptions, customs, behaviors, and beliefs. Personality is shaped by culture, which is comprised of the aforementioned elements. This all leads me to believe we are they. Let me explain further. Race informs the words we use, the friends we have or make, and who we grow up to be. It determines our treatment in society and the types of microaggressions we are subject to or lack thereof. There are times that I'm reminded of the saying that many black parents have often told their children, you have to work twice as hard as them to have half of what they have. Although this is never something my parents told me, it was implied. Meaning it may have been okay for my white peers to act up in a department store or to talk back to a teacher But for me, the same act would be subject to harsher judgment. Black children who smart off to teachers are sent to the principal's office, while white children are sent to therapy or counselors or the counselor's office. A few years back, I was dealing with an issue. At the time, it left me grappling with insecurities. As a black woman, am I less intelligent than my white and Asian counterparts? Perhaps it was all in my head. 
due to all of the black feminist literature I was reading or the political theories that have to do with critical race theory and the contact hypothesis and stereotype threat. Or perhaps it was the lack of black representation in my graduate program. These thoughts bring me to some of the historical underpinnings that inform the, these thoughts bring me to some of the historical underpinnings that inform perception and implicit bias. The core message of groups like the Black Panthers and Black Lives Matter is not to vilify white people. It is to bring attention to the fact that black voices are important too. Black Panthers were a group that sought to bring black pride into the community so that the youth would feel good about themselves. Instead of seeing themselves as the rest of the world sees them as thugs and criminals, not of any value to society. The Black Panthers simply advocated for self-defense as a rational response to the lynching mobs like the KKK. In the media and in America, there are multiple representations of white people, most of them good. When people think of white Americans, their minds don't instantly go to the KKK or the alt-right. People know that it's one fringe aspect of white society. Black unity groups in whatever forms exist to open a critical dialogue on race in America so that there are multiple representations and perceptions of blacks. In terms of playing a race card, it's all about having pride in oneself. If we all pretend to be colorblind and we never talk about heritage, then we are ignoring a large part of who we are. I would never accuse my white friends of playing a race card when they talk about their pride in their Polish or Irish heritage as it is a part of who they are. I am indignant every time violence and hate are touted over messages of peace. Whether violence is at the hands of extremists who happen to be Muslim or an angry black person who happens to belong to Black Lives Matter or an angry white person who associates with the alt-right. But my point is, not all Muslims are terrorists, not all black people hate whites, and our society is in danger of being myopic when seeing minorities and associating them with the negative aspects of one fringe group. Perhaps I hadn't been working hard enough. I was thinking back to my graduate school program where there was an equal representation of you know, white and Asian students and, you know, maybe two black students. Um, you know, I was thinking that perhaps I just needed to apply myself more. I remember there was a comment amongst um, some, some students that were classmates and somebody had commented that we all got A's, but Ernestine got the lowest A. And it really played with my mind. So I started looking into articles and I, I found an article on the perception of black women and one particular statement really stood out. There are people in this world who will underestimate you. They'll say little things. They'll doubt that you're smart. They'll doubt that you're kind. Some will even treat you like less of a human being. And they'll treat you like less than a human being deserves. I have had people talk down to me 
over explain things to me with the instant assumption that I don't know basic information about any particular subject as if I'm less educated or less cultured. And there is more condescension when I prove that I know something, often with the pejorative, good for you, as if to say, who cares what you know, you're still black. Cultural colorblindness is seeing the difference and acting like you don't. This mindset describes the belief that cultural differences do not matter or are marked by an inability to recognize differences amongst and between cultures. We don't discriminate by avoiding any differences and never having a discussion on the differences between individuals. However, the goal should not be to acknowledge that a difference exists and to take no moves to self-educate, but it should be to pay attention to the dynamics of cultural differences and the spread of knowledge and awareness of cultures and cultural dynamics. A friend of mine posted a quote to speak out even if your voice shakes. But will my voice be discounted because it's too radical? Author Patricia Williams is known for her views on critical race theory and black feminist thought. She says in an article in The New Yorker, Quote, I wonder about the isolation I feel then and the invisibility I sometimes feel now, remarking on how lonely it can be to speak up. Author and professor Patricia Collins has stated realities plainly. As a historically identifiable population, U.S. black women are simultaneously privileged and penalized. I personally have endured slights and feelings of repression by a white male dominated culture. Black feminist thought is distinguished by not only concerned with oppression, but equally concerned with resistance, activism, and politics of empowerment. But aren't freedom and empowerment what we all want? There is no they. In a world of diversity and inclusion, a we is something everyone has to actively work at creating. But you create these things by interacting and growing, striving to create something from nothing. One can have several units of your identity that come together and shape your culture, but creating a we society by actively seeking what comes from embracing and maintaining the empathy gained from interacting with a wide array of cultural backgrounds and differences is the goal. The differences that shape who we are unite us socially. We carry all these things and aspects with us and awareness creates true change. This is how you turn a they into an us. When we are the they. Thank you for listening to the Quick to Politic podcast, and we hope to have you join us again next week, and thank you so much for listening.